is going on, everybody? Uh, you're listening to the For Consideration podcast. We are back uh, with another episode review of House of the Dragon, episode nine, The Green Council. Um, we got uh, Danny here. He's uh, he's hopped up on a jet fuel right oh, now. Oh, yeah, the jets. I am. Hey, how about those four and two jets, baby? <laughs> That's a real uh, green council for your ass. <laughs> okay. Super shocking that they are four and two right now, but uh, it's a it's long super season. Super shocking the Eagles are undefeated right now. But. Yeah, six and, I mean, let's be real. Uh, it, it would be, sh- I mean, they're shocking, but I mean, the four, like five and one is predictable with the Eagles with their schedule, you know, but you know. Yeah. So I know I'm flying high as a as a Eagles fan right now, six and zero going into the bye week. You know, coming out their schedule is pretty flavor favor favorable, flavorful, not flavorful. Yeah, whatever. Okay, sure. <laughs> um, and um, Tamika's hopped up on a uh, baby fever, and she's not here because <laughs> so, of that reason. <laughs> yes, yeah, because of that reason. So if you were expecting to hear her voice, I'm sorry to disappoint. She is, uh, she's not here, but that goes along with uh, pregnancy. And of course, that is not something me or Danny will ever experience in our life. So, Maybe. So, I'm kidding. Uh, okay. All right. Okay. okay. <laughs> but we're going to hop into it. Um, like I said, uh, episode nine, House of the Dragon, Green, Ca- uh, Green Council. Um, we open up... Um, with the uh, discovery that King Viserys is, has passed away. As per last episode, we knew he was going to die. It's official now. He's officially gone from the show. Um, one of the spies um, apparently was walking around at like 3 a.m. in the morning, coming from his chambers. His little kid looks like he's about eight years old. <laughs> he goes back and reports it to one of the servants of Allison. like he could have been a bastard. Or, uh, it could have been possibly <laughs> um so he goes back to talia who's a servant to allison so she goes back and tells allison that the king is dead so talk about a spy network there uh in uh king's landing going on um and if you needed the, further proof even before the episode started in the opening titles uh king Viserys vigil or sigil was uh Drowned was gone blood, basically yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually the whole opening titles were actually really different actually yeah you know i i pay attention but i don't pay attention that hard uh to the opening title you know there was a few little I, different like, bloodlines yeah yeah like so Otto and allison um hastily call a small council meeting to plan their next course of action um, and in this meeting, Otto reveals that, according to Allison, that it was the king's final wish for Aegon to sit on a throne. And surprise, surprise, as it turns out, Otto and some of the other members of the, on the council had been planning for this day for a while, probably years, honestly, for him waiting for him to die and enact this plan that they had um, had already laid out. I'm honestly but surprised they- she was surprised by that surprise yeah exactly <laughs> i'm I was surprised like, as soon as surprised. your dad came back you should have known that was the whole plan yeah exactly so i don't yeah that's actually surprising that she was surprised by this <laughs> um <laughs> but there is someone on this small council uh named lord beesbury lord beesbury and he's like nah dog I've I've known the king for almost my entire life. He wouldn't just up and change his mind like this. Why should we take the word of Allison? She's the only witness there. Furthermore, the last time I saw the king, he was in good spirits. 
how do I know that one of you scoundrels didn't kill him? Uh, first of all, so. I don't know how you call it rotting from the inside in good yeah. spirits, but sure. <laughs> but that's what he said. That's what he that said. He, he said. He said he looked good. I was like, okay, okay sure. sure. Uh, yeah. So, Sir Kristen, so Kristen Cole being the loose cannon that he is, and we've seen in previous episodes that, you know, he's liable to catch a body. Um, he's like, nah, but he's like, nah, buddy, you ain't not about to. Going here, spitting that spat to Allison so he, for sure, yeah, dog for Allison, and uh, he he straight up kills the guy, like killed him with his mm, attendance ball. Yeah. <laughs> First <laughs> so, of all, how you know, they make Kristen Cole so unlikable now is just crazy. I know it's it's kind of crazy. I mean that's that's just a testament to the good writing and good acting. Yeah, honestly, um, that he's so unlikable now. But did you um, did you feel like? Uh, Kristen Cole has some romantic feelings for Allison. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm. Like I was just wondering. Yeah, he definitely had, and it's like in a in like a like a mother complex almost. Like, yeah, yeah, it's almost like Homelander and yeah, exactly. But, uh, what's the name? I forget the uh, chick's name. I forget too, but yeah, I know but, what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> starts with a V, I think. <laughs> yeah, I forget. Um, so, so definitely, definitely I, romantic feelings. Yeah, yeah, but weird romantic feelings. Yeah, yes. And we'll and we'll get and we'll and we'll touch on some other weird romantic feelings that also happened in this episode. Uh, <laughs> so, so after that, Allison asked the billion dollar question that everyone has been wondering, like, um, hey, you know, what about Renera? She's she's not going to believe me. She's not going to bend the knee. And Otto's like, yeah, you're damn right. She's not going to. So we got to kill the skank and Damon so we don't got to go to war. And give Allison uh, credit because she does stick up for um, Renera here. And he's like, this isn't what the king would have wanted. I don't know why we have to do this. She, she is completely opposed to, to taking her out. That she does. And I guess that yeah. little moment at, towards the end of last episode, I, thought, I guess it was really for real. Yeah. Like, I guess it was, it was really real. genuine from her. Yeah. So, like I said, she so she sticks up for Renera in in this moment, and then everyone is like, "Well, which alternative plan to killing him?" And she's like, "You got me there," because she doesn't <laughs> have one. So Otto, so Otto tells uh, Commander Westerling, "You know, you and your cronies go roll down the Dragonstone and kill Renera and Damon." <laughs> Uh, not sure that's a great plan. I don't think he would have survived if he, if he went down there. That's just my opinion. I think, I think Renera and Damon probably could have could have handled. Yeah, they would have got you know all of them for sure. <laughs> they have but, like four dragons over there now. Yeah, they do. And I was like, they have dragons over there too that that could have taken them out. So I, I don't think that was actually a smart <laughs> plan not on a pro- Otto's smart part. Proposition at all. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Commander Westerling, if you recall, he's pretty he's pretty loyal to Renera and Viserys. Going back to the earlier episodes, and he's like, "Nah, I'm not doing this because there's no king on the throne, so I don't answer to anybody. So until there's a king there, I'm not going to do it." So that pretty much uh, sets up the the episode. You know, that's the ending of the opening scene. Um, was there any thought in your mind, Danny, that Allison would go full dark side and agree to killing Renera was the best move to solidify Aegon as the king? Oh yeah, for sure. I just, I don't, and even now, still, I still don't put it behind her. I think this, I, and I think it's really a testament to writing. I think this this character is capable of anything at this moment. She's actually really kind of unpredictable to me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I thought that, she, I thought like in that moment, like when everyone is like, well, what's the alternative? Like, what do you, what do you want to do? 
I thought in that moment she would just like give in and be like, you know what? You guys are right. You know, this is something that we have to do. But lo and behold, she stuck through it through the entire episode that she was against killing Renera. Yeah. Um, And it makes it tough because she's still trying to appease the men in her life. Yeah. Um, especially her father, obviously, but and here she actually stands up to him like, and nah, I'm not we're not doing that. Right. <laughs> I'm the queen, god damn it. <laughs> you listen to me, bitch. <laughs> Basically. So actually, yeah, I like that development in her character. All right. And then from there, we go on the hunt for Aegon, right? Because Allison and Otto go looking for Aegon to let him know, hey, your dad is dead. But more importantly, to let him know that he's going to be king. And when you know they can't find his ass. Uh, side note: Do you do you notice that when? Because um, they're also in the scene when they're looking for Aemon and Helena are also there, and they have like no reaction to him being dead. They're just like, yeah, whatever. Like I just, I think it sort of just drives home the point that Viserys really loved Rhaenyra and was not a good father to any of his children with Allison. Based on their reactions, <laughs> I really don't want to call him a bad father because he's, you know, I'm, that, not, I'm not saying he's a bad father. I, well, uh, he, he just seems like he was an absent father. That's, to I think, that's I the guess word so. for it. He's just absent, didn't really care much because they're not, he wasn't, they had no intention of being the heir. Yeah. Um, and we'll touch on that um, more in, in the episode as, as well as when we get to further down um Aegon's uh you know back some well some of his backstory and what he's been up to mm-hmm. um so Otto goes to S- Sir Eric and tells him to get his brother Eric <sighs> and we go find <laughs> it's not even and, confusing and, enough that they're I twins know, they call the same I thing I know that exactly <laughs> um and she he tells he tells them hey go get your brother go find Go find Aegon. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Allison meets with Sir Christian Cole and is like, hey, you need to go find Aegon too. And Aemon jumps in and is like, hey, I'll go help too. So here we are in this race between Otto and Allison because, the, you know, um, whoever can find him first, they believe that they can influence his decision on whether or not to kill Renera, basically. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, they're sort of, you know, in the episode, they're like, bring him to me and only to me first. So they're really looking to try and influence his decision um, with this, you know, Renera looming over their heads. So from there, we get a lot of we get a lot of um, information about like what Aegon has been up to. And, um, you know, he's not the, he's not the best of guys here. So basically, <laughs> he just has apparently a bunch of bastard children out there just running the streets. And not only that, but they they're in like this child fight club. Basically. Yeah, it's weird. Basically, he has a few sons and or daughters out there with their nails filed, their teeth sharpened down, just biting the f out of cats. Yeah, it's it was, it was it was yeah. It's really appalling stuff. Actually, really yeah, appalling is. stuff. Like it's actually like, and once again, this guy. Well, we'll get to it, but this guy's your guy. <laughs> yeah, he's he's going to be king of the seven kingdoms. You know, you you hear Aemon talking about it you know when they were younger how he would take him into brothels and how he doesn't really care about his duty you know as the king we hear the brothers talk about you know his habits i mean they imply that 
Um, they're, they, they wouldn't be surprised if he was caught by mercenaries. He's on a ship out of here or right or just like straight up dead. They would not <laughs> be surprised if any of these things actually happen. And that actually causes a rift between the brothers as one, one of them believes that, you know, they've just been covering for this asshole while the other one believes, hey, they're just doing their duty. You know, we're just... We're just out here trying to make a living. It's just it's surprising um, that Eamon hasn't tried to make a make a attempt at his life at this point. To be honest with you, oh, Aegon's life, yeah. Uh, Especially because he's yeah. That is go ahead. No, no, I was gonna say. I mean, I, I mean, I haven't read the books or anything, so uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if they if they went down that path because they sort of they're not that they've set it up, but they do this compare comparison and contrast and, and that was actually one of the questions i i have here is who would you rather have sitting on the throne would it be aegon or or aemon at this point in time because they do set it up whereas like a, um aemon is this um is this guy who's trained um he's really good with the sword he's he studied philosophy he's really studious he wants to be you know on the throne um Whereas Aegon, I mean, he's he's not a good person. You know, he's he's raped a, a woman. I mean, he could have raped yeah, multiple women for all we know. He has he has multiple children with obviously you know a lot of different women out there. Supposedly, apparently, you know, he's he's living life recklessly, and that's the person that is supposed to be king. Yeah. Um, I think the surefire bet is Aegon. I mean, Aemon at this point. You clearly want him. He's the he would be the better king. But with that being said, he was he's clearly more violent. He's clearly yeah. like he. I feel like he would be a relentless tyrant. Um, and this is just it's all to set up the fact that House Targaryen as a whole is in shambles right now and is gonna be in shambles for a long time. Yeah, for sure. And also with Aegon, I mean, not that you feel um sympathy towards him, but you get an understanding uh, at least within the episode as to you know why he is sort of the way that he is i mean if you really think about it he doesn't feel the love from his father right he he had 20 years to name him heir and he never once named him heir to his face anyways yeah. it's just it's just all through grapevine which we all know is a lie yeah. um you know he's 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 been told since birth from his mom that he's supposed to be king of the seven kingdoms but he doesn't want it he has no desire i mean he he continuously says it throughout the episode that he does not want to be king and sort of he's thrust into this role that he himself doesn't want and when you have a young kid like that i mean he's, he's lashing out you know what i mean and so he's rebelling that doesn't make him good but you have an understanding of like him and like sort of what he's like going through yeah i like that they set him up especially in the upcoming scene with uh, Alicent towards when they go up to the dragon's pit before yeah. the ceremony. Um so anyways um Eric and Eric run into one of the servants of the white worm um who offers to broker a meeting between Otto and her and it's revealed that in this meeting the white worm is Masaria and if you remember Masaria she is um the mistress of Damon Targaryen. And so once again, uh, we've known this for a couple episodes. Yeah, we we have, but it's I, new to with people, yeah, with people's names, it's you know, I, know. I, I think some people might have might have forgotten. No, who for she sure. Was, but for sure. so they meet Masaria and Otto. They meet 
uh, Messiah is like, hey, I'll give you back your grandson only if you stop forcing these kids to to fight. And Otto, uh, he agrees. I think he has like a little smirk on his face. So I don't know. Yeah, how... it was disingenuous for sure. I yeah. did not believe not one word that came out of his mouth about him. Oh, well, he said, well, look into it. That's that's how you know they're not going to look into it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I, I think that's going to come back to play a role oh, that's in season for sure. two that's a, that at, was yeah, at some point. For sure. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to cost. It's going to cost him something. I don't know yeah. if it's going to be his life, but it's definitely going to cost him something. And even and even Masaria alludes to the fact that she could have killed him if she really wanted to. I wish she did. Uh, but, yeah, <laughs> but, she, <laughs> but she's holding him for ransom, Basically. you know, trying to exploit the... Um, uh, the hand of the king. Um, so they meet and, and so she tells him, we you know where he is. And, um, the brothers, they end up, um, they end up fighting him and they're on their way to take him to his grandfather. And wouldn't you know it, those, those two, those gosh, dang it. Uh, <laughs> You're looking uh, so for Christian some Cole. demeaning name, but you couldn't. Yeah, I know. I know. I can't think of anything. Uh, scoundrels. You know, uh, scoundrels. <laughs> <laughs> they they show up. Um, uh, it's uh, Christian Cole and Eamon. Christian Cole and Eamon. They they show up, and when you know it, a fight breaks out, and one of the brothers, I don't even know who, because they both look alike, and well, they have, they the, same have the same name. <laughs> yeah. One Eric um, is for Amon being uh, uh, yeah. Aegon being king, and one is definitely against. That's all you need to know. Yeah. So the one that's against is like sort of he like lays back in the corner, and I know like your I know you and your brother aren't getting along, but that's a violation, bro. You know you you still got to get in there. You you got to fight. You know what I'm saying? You just can't leave your brother. Yeah, it was surprising to like me that. that he didn't. I was like, he's still gonna try to do something, right? And he's like, <laughs> well, I'm peacing out. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> He was out. Yeah. He was definitely out. So Cole ends up winning his battle with the brother. And, um, well, I guess, uh, Eamon ends up beating, uh, you know, his brother, Aegon. And, uh, they end up taking him to Allison. Meanwhile, Rainey's, um, has been locked up in her room. You know, they believe she might go back to Dragonstone and tell Renera what's going on, which is accurate because she probably would go back and do that. Um, so Allison comes in and tries to sway her to, to bend the knee for, for Aegon. And she, she raises some good points too. She mentions that both Lena and Lena are dead, are dead. Um, children aren't true Valerians. Her husband is damn near dead. Like what, what else do you have? You know, you have nothing basically. <laughs> and she says, you know, you, oh, you know, you should be, you should have been, uh, you know, the queen of the seven kingdoms, you should have been sitting on the throne, but that's not our job. Our job is to basically, you know, assist the men, um, in their, in their duties. It is not our job to sit, to sit on the throne. And, you know, Rainey's is sort of impressed by her, you know, she's sort of been dismissive, not really thinking of Allison, but she's, she's, you know, she's impressed in this moment by, you know, the spew that she's spatting. Um, but at the same time, you know, Renera, I mean, not Renera, Rainey's um, is, you know, she drops some knowledge on Allison. You know, she hits her with a line, you know, you don't desire to be free, but to make a window in the wall of your prison. <laughs> and I, I was, I, that was, that really stood out to me. I, no, I really that was know. a great, such a great line there. And it just exemplifies this character completely of Allison. Just, 
She wants to be, she wants to have the stat somewhat control, but once again, she wants to appease people as well. So it's like, and specifically, you know, men and, and Randy's yes. talks about it. Like you, yeah. you are quarreled up with, with, you know, with men. Have you never thought about or imagine yourself sitting on a throne? Yeah. And Allison is like in shock. She she clearly has thought about it, but she doesn't know what to say in the moment. I don't even know she would know she, how to act upon that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, so she just so she just walks out, and that's the end of the scene there. But great dialogue. The question is, yeah, it was, it was a great scene between the two. But again, the question goes: you you see, I think the episode, you see the the comparison and contrasting between characters who do want the throne and people who don't want the throne. Um, and in this case, you have Rainies who clearly wanted to sit on the throne and probably was most deserving between um, her and Viserys. She was the one that should have been sitting there. Yeah. And even, you know, Allison even alludes to it, you know, that, you know, Viserys should have been, you know, away in his history books building Legos. <laughs> and it should have been, and it should have been her that was sitting on the throne. But, you know, that never happened. And Allison clearly has thought about it but is so consumed with the idea of of you know being beside these men and helping them rule as opposed to what she truly wants so now i, I pose the same question again who do you think would be the better queen danny when um, rainies or allison ah that's a good question because we really i mean we've obviously been with renee you know this whole season but we haven't really seen her decision making until this episode um, and we've seen Allison's. Allison, I still think, has the ability to be very manipulative. Um, so I want to, like, inch closer to Renice and say she would be more honorable. But the only thing, once again, like, Renice, you know, she does make a decision that, you know, may be a mistake, as it turned out. I mean, as it might turn out to be. We'll see next episode. So that's actually a tough question. I don't know. I don't know what I would pick right now. See, I lean towards Rainey's simply because, you know, she's, uh, I think she's like more battle tested. Mm -hmm. You know, she's wise. Uh, she's been there. I mean, she's a dragon rider. That. So. Yeah, she, yeah, she has a dragon. She's a dragon rider, as you alluded to. Um, uh, I, I think she knows how to play this game, clearly. I think she's been playing it for a while. I think she could be just as manipulative as Allison, mm -hmm. but I think she's probably would do it more honorably. Right. And we actually see some of her honor which we're going to get to mm -hmm. um with the with the ending sort of um so i would lean towards rainy's because allison i don't know what to make of allison to be that's honest. what i'm saying I, would, I think <laughs> i think i would be kind of afraid if allison was was sitting on the iron throne yeah i would um, be yeah which i would feel more comfortable with rainy's i think if i think about it like that i would definitely feel more comfortable rainy's being on the throne so then we jump to um allison and uh a um an aegon they're on the way to the coronation or whatever and uh you know this goes back these high towers show like they're freaking big ass freaking that was a really nice ride man I i'll definitely sit in that yeah it was a nice ride for sure yeah um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah this is where the scene where he's talking about like you know you know, basically Viserys never truly loving him, you know, and 
he even asked his mom, "Do you do you love me?" And she and she, like, you and she responds, you, "You imbecile." And the thing is, I don't actually know how to take it. To be honest with you, I think I looked at it two ways. I was like, "You imbecile" as the fact that you that you even have to question if I love you, or the fact that you're an imbecile. Like you're, you're straight up like she's just literally calling him an imbecile. Because uh, yeah, <laughs> in I a time think, like this, like I do think she definitely feels that way. That I mean, and he absolutely is for sure. But it's also to detract from the fact that I guess it's a front for him to say, like, you imbecile, of course he loves you. But for her, it's like, let me just detract and say, because he definitely did not love you at all, <laughs> basically. Or he definitely didn't show it for sure, obviously. Um, so, but I, I honestly truly think King Viserys just didn't give a damn about Aegon specifically. I think he has love for his other children. I don't think he loves Aegon at all. And yeah, it's because he probably knew about his. Uh, wrongdoings yeah i would imagine that he did um so we get to um well before before we actually get to the coronation um rainies gets busted out of her prison cell by or her room basically by by one of the erics the eric Um, who is not for Aegon. yeah (laughs) (laughs) and uh he's like you know we gotta we gotta get you to the ship you know we got to get you out of here or whatever but there's a there's a mob of people heading down to the coronation so she gets swept up in that in that mob of people and so she's sitting there well she's not sitting there well she's standing there and she's watching Otto speak that speak and she says to herself and they've they've actually set up the, the entire episode <laughs> about what she was going to do and they allude to it several times I think it was great setup and payoff yeah um of what she was going to do Oh, she says to herself, you know, you know what would be a great idea? There's all these people here and my dragon Maraxes is, is down underneath the ground, is, is down underneath here. You know what? I, sh- I should go get him, kill a whole bunch of innocent people because I think we just like... <laughs> they just brushed that see- off. Yeah, we really do brush that <laughs> off. The fact that there were just innocent people there that she ended up killing when she goes and gets her dragon. <laughs> And she, she's like, oh, let me get my dragon and let me imitate, I mean, uh, intimidate Allison and her crew and not kill them and fly away <laughs> and, and fade to black. And that's the end of the episode. Uh, <laughs> I guess the big question here and um, with the inning and everyone sort of has like been talking about it, like, what do you, why don't you think um, Rainey's w- in that moment would kill? Why wouldn't she just kill um, Allison and her crew and just put it into everything? Cause that would be the end of everything. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey, to say it like in that term, term and no, yeah, no. in character wise, um, she does have respect for Allison as a mother. Um, I don't think she, even though they both would have been dead. So, um, um, but I think as a mother, she kind of respects her. She honors that. Um, and even though she had every right to really, uh, yeah, pretty much every right to kill them because they they did commit treason in a way. Um, I think she just has a lot of respect for Allison. I think that's the only reason, honestly. Like you know, I think you know, and but it means a total loss of life in war. So I don't know if yeah. she weighed those options at all, but uh, yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I was thinking. Like maybe it's just her being, like I said, and that's what I mean by her being sort of honorable. Is that he, um, she um, she didn't kill her when she had the opportunity to do so because she has respect for her. But also, too, I mean, 
isn't that kind of an easy way of, of taking of taking them out? You know, they're there, they're unarmed. Yeah. I, I don't want to kill them. I would, I I would call it an actual than... opportunity more than just the easy way. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of stuff can be avoided by actually killing them in this moment. Yeah, that, that is very true. Um, I was trying to find a, an explanation. I know. <laughs> and yeah, it's hard. I don't know if it's like a a little bit of a I think it's I think I think it's it's part of the writing issue. Yeah, it's a there, it's a writing they did issue fully, for sure. Yeah. Cuz it doesn't really make I mean, it doesn't make sense. No. But I'm cuz I cuz I would definitely have killed them. Yeah. <laughs> and I yeah, I'm trying to discredit it credit to a service of her, of her character, but it just doesn't make sense now. Especially cuz you just killed a bunch of civilians anyway, so. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Might like, as well finish the deal, man. I, and you and know I this get, guy's not meant to be king. And yeah, it shouldn't be king. Uh, yeah, it shouldn't be king. I guess that also leads to the question of like, what do you think about the people of King's Landing in this in this episode when they hear that like Aegon's gonna be king and their reaction to that, and then like when he's actually officially king, they sort of giving him they give him like a standing ovation, like, and he's like he's like up there, he's like he's he's enjoying it, he's enjoying the attention that that he's getting. So I don't necessarily, I think the people of King's Landing don't really care about like. Who's king or who's I don't not think they king care at all. I think I don't even want to call them gullible. Um I just that I just think they're doing stuff in service of to not get, you know, killed, killed. and stuff. Yeah. Like honestly, I think that's it. I don't even think they're gullible. I just think they, they like you said, they don't care and they're just gonna go along with anything as long as it doesn't affect them in a physical way. <laughs> like honestly. <laughs> or it mess with yeah. their like turnips and shit. <laughs> the next is their turnips, their orgies, and yeah, exactly, and stuff like that. As long as they keep um, doing that, you don't try to like take away that stuff. We're cool. <laughs> we're fine. But speaking of Aegon, yeah, he did seem to like really much own that moment. Like he seems to like very, very much change his thought process almost. Yeah, and I was thinking, like, do you think uh, in the future episodes that he may embrace being the king after this sort of ovation? and love and admiration that he got in this in this moment yeah he, i think he can be like a joffrey type character where yeah he, i sort of imagine him yeah as, I, as and joffrey. i definitely see that i think he he's gonna let it go to his head if he's king for long enough we shall see um but yeah i think he definitely he'll go to like he just you know he has Aegon the conqueror's crown he has his sword blackfire there's there's a lot of power in that stuff so and especially if you you know take it in a spiritual sense so I think I definitely think he's gonna, uh, and you know, and it's gonna be in his head, all that power and stuff, and he's gonna abuse it. Yeah. Like he's, and he's yeah. already an abusive person. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you think, Allison? Sort of feels like. Do you think that she has made? She the, knows this a is good a good decision, or like no? Yeah. I think she That's knows I, I this think, is a I very bad decision. Think, yeah, I think they sort of and good her on her, um, Olivia Cook as an actor. Yes. I, I think in that moment, you sort of see like in her face is like, like Man, shit, I, I just made him. <laughs> I hope this doesn't, this is going to be a big boo-boo, ain't it? Yeah. <laughs> like, nah, she, uh, it looks like instant regret from her part. Um, and it's just, once again, it's just, I, I, you know, I don't like her character, like in her character sense, but, she is she has the most complex character motives throughout yeah. this whole show. So it's really hard to not like her character in that way. Um and once again, Olivia Cook just she just she plays this role to perfection, man. She yeah, really she does. does. Um so I've I've, de- I've definitely taken a liking to her portraying um 
uh, Allison. Uh, mm. It's really great stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, she made a big fucking mistake. <laughs> <laughs> clearly. <laughs> yeah, clearly, clearly. And what do you, what do you think about Otto in this in this episode? Like, he is taking he's the head honcho in this whole or- orchestration or thing. I mean, he's killing folks now who are still loyal to, um, Renera. Uh, he's, uh, setting some things up in motion. Uh, I think he's like, I mean, really, he was proud I mean, as hell when they were he in was. coronation there. Like he was just looking at him like, yeah, I did this. Yeah. Yeah. Even though he did yeah, get is, put in his place in this episode too. So that once again that sets up an interesting confrontation, I feel like. Yeah, but yeah, especially between him and you know and Allison, like how they move forward with their relationship. With their relationship. Yeah. yeah. Um, what did you um did did you did you miss um Renera and Damon in this episode? I did, but it wasn't to the episode's detriment like if if the the episode felt right without them Mm -hmm. because they were in the shadows no one told them that king viserys is dead yet it's it's not until uh rainis goes out with raxes that they're gonna finally know so it made absolute sense that they were not included in this episode and i wouldn't have any other way i think it was a genius move on their part no i agree i think uh to serve the story it didn't make sense for them to be in this episode because it was all about the immediate mm-hmm. response to finding out that the king had passed away and i think that's actually one of the strengths of this episode is how fast paced it is um, and i think that's a, a change from the book too because i think it was about a week since king viserys passed but they sped that up which was a smart decision yeah i think so too um, because I think this whole entire episode was not not break, uh, breakneck speed, but it had a really good pace to it, and you really felt like all these characters were under like a time crunch because yeah. they really didn't want this information, you know, getting out and it spreading, and especially it's spreading to Renera yeah. of of what just happened because I think we all know what's going to happen <laughs> when, when Renera hears this hears this news. I also wanted to talk about this one scene with Laris. Uh, oh God, he's, he's, I forgot. We skipped over this. Yeah, I know we did. I did because it's it's not like I like there are I wouldn't call them filler scenes, but they are just like there are scenes that just sort of helped uh, flush out or flesh out the story mm-hmm. basically that they're that they're telling. Yeah. And Laris is he's a snake man, you know. He's 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 to me he's the true a true villain. Like there is no I think with all these characters. Every single one of these characters, you may not agree with them, but you can see that there's some gray area with them. Like Otto, like I said, Otto always feels like what he's doing is in the in the interest of the realm. Like he doesn't view himself as as a villain. Neither does Allison, or, or neither does Venera. And a lot of these people, a lot of these characters, don't view themselves as like actual villains. Mm-hmm. Belarus is an actual villain <laughs> in, in 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 the show. Like. You know, he killed his brother and father. That makes you a villain. I'm sorry. Like he's the worst, like little finger. He's like worse than little finger a little bit. He is. Uh so he's so he, he you know, in this one scene he does meet with Allison and there's like this weird foot fetish thing that he got going. 
I mean, they shot it well. I mean, they really. I at first I didn't know what was going on. I was like, "There's a lot of focus on her feet." Like it was so when they much first, focus on her feet. Yeah, like like when she like begins to take her like socks off. I'm like, "Why not? Why are we like focusing on this?" You know what I mean? And then when she lays her feet on the um, actual table there, I'm like, they really made it pronounced like they they added like an extra oomph to her like putting her feet on the on the table and then from and there then it's you like, see it's, his pants and like and just carry all the conversations though. yeah like did she not <laughs> did she not even notice like or she's just like so focused on everything else yeah. that she didn't even I, but they did no. set that up in uh in the episode in a couple episodes previously when they had their like first little meeting and she took our shoes she, she took off her shoes then but you had no idea that that was why. <laughs> so I like the setup for this. Um, or I don't because it's <laughs> yeah, kind of so trifling. Weird, but uh, <laughs> I like, I, but I also wonder, I was just like, wait. Like, I mean, he's, I, has, he has the club foot. So obviously there's some sort of like tr- trauma there, obviously. Yeah. And he's converted that into his little foot fetish thing. Yeah. I also wonder, like, as a writer, like, what do you... What are you thinking about when you write this scene? I don't know if it was uh, in the book or not, so I I, I can't even yeah, speak to yeah, that. Yeah, sure. Like, but. it could be just he has a fetish in the book. He translated it to screen. I'm not mad at it. It's an interesting little <laughs> little tidbit there. But uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's funny, though. I, I, I laughed. Like, I think a bunch of people laugh. It's, you know, it's, it's a great scene because it's just so... <laughs> so left <laughs> yeah it is. it is it is extremely left and uh they went full quentin tarantino yeah basically with that like quentin tarantino could it's funny because he you know for those who like watch his movies you know he has a, a foot fetish yeah. he focuses on feet a lot but he, even he doesn't have a scene like like what we saw in this episode yeah shout out so. to uh, olivia cook's uh pedicures man did a great job makeup sure okay <laughs> <laughs> the f- I, I i i don't like feet i hate I feet so it's like so this was just like and always disturbing for you yeah it's yeah because <laughs> feet are are one of the dirtiest parts of, yeah, the, of yes, the body for sure so it's like it's just like wow you really got to think for that dirty yeah that. yeah i remember i remember this one um girl and you know her and but i'm not gonna say her name um but but we it is another thing is like you know once you get drinking people will tell you whatever (laughs) and she was like she was saying like oh my gosh have you never had your toes sucked before and i was like no that's not Not at all a thing but she apparently she liked it so she low-key revealed that she had a foot fetish or at least like to get her feet sucked or toast sucked. So, so you did it. I did I what? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I whatever. No, I never I never <laughs> Did I do what? <laughs> I never No, I never yeah, did I that. get it. I know you have a dislike for feet very much so. No, I feel even weird like rubbing feet too. So Yeah, we're getting too far into this. I know. I'm sorry. But you know, the thing is that you can make a lot of money on OnlyFans, you know, with feet. Yeah, you so. can. <laughs> yeah, you um, can. All right. Anyways, uh, <laughs> what were your um, overall thoughts of uh, this episode while we wrap it up? Dude, this show has been on a tear, man. This show has been absolutely 
this has been a great freaking show, man. Besides, like, honestly, the first episode, which I was, like, barely weary of. Like, yeah. I would call that my least favorite episode at this point. All the episodes have been absolutely phenomenal. I can't, you know, honestly, I can't give the show enough credit, man. They really changed my mind a lot. Man. Yeah, yeah. If you remember, uh, for those of you who listen to us regularly, we were extremely uh, skeptical about this show. Like, we didn't know, especially how the way you know the original game of thrones had ended we we like probably like a lot of people had zero faith that they would be able to pull it together but give hbo credit give the showrunners credit and all the actors and the writers and everyone that worked on it so far i mean it has been amazing it has been one of the best shows on on television already yeah and it's clearly better than i know when it first came out you know a lot of people were like because lord of the rings and and um house of the dragon we're going on at the you know going on at the same time and people are like what's this better what do you think you know show is going to rise above the other one and clearly this show is clearly so far and way better than rings, um, of, power. rings of power so yeah. um kudos to everyone um that works on the show i mean it's kind of hard yeah i mean we still have one more episode to go and uh this comes out next week hopefully Tamika will be on this episode because I want to get her final thoughts on the on the show too. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, is it too early to to say that this is better than season one of Game of Thrones? I'll wait till the final episode to give <laughs> my answer on that. I am leaning towards. Actually, I'm gonna just leave it till next week. That's why oh, you gotta okay. listen so next me, week, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little teaser there. But but I guess a good question is do you think based on what you've seen through nine episodes? because mm-hmm. I because I, I, I don't wanna forget what we experienced with Game of Thrones, but we are sort of removed from it. I mean, we're like, you know, the first season of Game of Thrones happened in two thousand eleven. We're more than ten years yeah. <laughs> away from its original you know original air data i should say so you're talking about five six you know seven years ago when game of thrones you know probably was at its height really Mm um with those episodes they were and they were great they were great episodes but do you believe that this show has the potential to surpass game of thrones not not in popularity because i think it's i think it's gonna be hard to pass in popularity but in terms of its storytelling do you think this has a possibility to be a better show than game of thrones if they stay consistent in their writing yes they can but you have to stay consistent in the writing yeah the writing is what failed game of thrones completely after pretty much season six and even kind of even before that yeah um so yeah this show like if they stay consistent and they keep on this track man this show can be definitely a powerhouse just like game of thrones was i I put it in the same vein like it can be as popular as game of thrones i feel like yeah yeah it's i mean it's already popular now but yeah. i'm just trying to remember like game of thrones when it was like when it was at its, its height, height. Yeah. yeah yeah it was the most popular show on earth so yeah so i yeah that's what i'm saying i don't that's why i'm like is it gonna be able to reach that but i don't know we'll see if they stay consistent i feel like they can yeah you know the other thing too is that we haven't had like a major character death yet which I like, like actually. Get, yeah, I do like it. But, you know, because in Game of Thrones, obviously in the first season, we get 
the death of, of Ned Stark. And, and that sort of sets us off on a trend of like major character deaths mm-hmm. from that point on. And with this season, we at least haven't gotten it through nine episodes. And I actually don't think we're going to get one in in episode 10. I do think there may be a character that dies. Mm-hmm. And I think it could be one of the children <laughs> that could potentially pass away in battle because we've seen a, a, a dragon fight in yeah. the upcoming trailer for episode 10. Um, so I think it, that could be potentially something that happens, but as, but you're not going to see like, I don't think you'll see like auto or like one of the main players, like take, take a fall yeah, this, think, this season. Yeah. I think I agree with that. Cause I think it would have happened in this episode, honestly, like, yeah. it was definitely set up for it, which could be a writing issue um, in that last scene, but we, we shall see. Um, but yeah, I totally agree. And um, I, I like that. If the fact that they're not hinging on game of Thrones type tropes, like it, it definitely feels like its own show. Like it definitely does. And one of the things that I think is that really stands out to me is that like, it's, it's really self-contained. It really does tell like a really sp- I mean, in time, um, in a sense of scope and scale, it's it's a big show, but it really focuses around this one family. So it's like a really more of an intimate story. Whereas Game of Thrones, you had so many different storylines that were going on at the same time that you were trying to that you were trying to focus on. The other thing too is that it's a so far at least, and I and I know we're going to get the violence, but it is a less violent show so far. I mean, it's way more polit, not way more political because Game of Game of Thrones is extremely political. But this every episode, for the most part, has been all about the politics and all about family drama and dynamics. Yeah, it's really that family used, theme that really drives yeah. the show home. Um, we've also gotten less boobies and naked women on the, on this show as well. Which was actually a good thing, you know what I mean? As opposed to yeah, um, as opposed to Game of Thrones, I know a lot of people had a lot of issues with some of the sex scenes that Game of Thrones, especially had, especially in this earlier season, you know, with uh, with Daenerys and Khal Drogo and those scenes that were taking yeah. place, and then the orgy scene. That you know, there's a lot more sex and sexual violence against women in in that show and we have and we haven't seen it we've had a we had a allusions to yeah. it if, regarding the rape but we never actually see the rape yeah, which is great well, that's also there's another great thing too so and yeah i they think have this a, show has uh more women in that writer's room um and you mm-hmm. can tell and obviously their two main characters are women so this show has to go about all that stuff in a completely different way that's not male-oriented type writing, which we've seen in Hollywood yeah. time and time again. And, and we've seen women directors on this yes. on this season as well. One of, the, one of the best episodes was directed by a woman. Yes. I mean, not that it's a, that's a big thing, but I'm just saying it's just like we're seeing more diversity in the show. You see more people of color in the show, which is great. Yes. You know, so I'm, I'm, I have been really impressed with the show. I mean, I, I know you didn't really... I know you think episode one is the weakest. I mean, I if episode one is the weakest, and every episode since then is it's still strong. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Sure. So yes, it's only gotten better each week by week. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yep. Um, but anyways, um, that is going to wrap it up for our uh, episode nine review. We will be back next week to wrap it all up um, with episode ten. I don't know the name of that episode. Oh, I think it's called um, the Black. It's Black something. 
I know black isn't a name. <laughs> That's all I know. I know that I know that I know the episode title has come out, but I can't remember offhand. Um, but we will be back next week. Hopefully, uh, Tamika will be with us. And um, and don't forget to subscribe to our regular podcast because that episode is out right now, currently that you can go and check out. So we're gonna continue pushing out more content. I got some reviews that I'm working on. Hopefully this week because I know no one has watched Andor. I'm gonna do a half um season review of of andor i did i did finish watching she hawk it was trash but i'll get to that i saw <laughs> i saw halloween ends this yesterday too <sighs> yeah we'll talk about that too so that means <laughs> you just want to stay tuned and locked into our podcast because we got a whole bunch of stuff coming your way so until next time phil fans Dakaris. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They did something there. Peace. They did. You're right. You're right. <laughs>